All right, welcome to the 70th annual Colorado Football Media Day. Uh, we'll get started with Coach Prime. Opening statement if you have one, and then we'll take some questions. No opening statements, let's go. All right, questions. Uh, when you uh, when do you remember the first time that you thought, hey, I, I want to coach college football, and then why was that attractive to you? Uh, it didn't really work like that. It kind of worked like uh, Coach Ray, who's on the staff right now. He said there was a multitude of inquiries about me coaching college football because you got to understand, <clears throat> my kids were uh, Shador was getting ready to go to college. Uh, Shiloh was already in South Carolina. My daughter had one year of high school. And I was just going to chill. So that's what the plan was until we started getting the inquiries. And then I started afraid about it. And, and God spoke to me. And I, and I went out and did it at extreme level. Thank you. Good question. Other questions? Hey, Coach Ryan, welcome to DMVR. How you doing, sir? Good, man. How are you? Excellent. Uh, who's one player, you know, that doesn't have the, the fanfare of a Travis or a Shador that is standing out to you right now? Uh, Xavier Weaver from one. Uh, let's see who else. You know, it's a hundred and some kids in here. Uh, Dylan Edwards is doing a phenomenal job. Uh, Shane Colts, uh, certainly. There's a lot of guys who really giving it their all, man. They, they're really busting their butt and they're doing a great job. And I can't wait till you see them perform with the, the new guys around them. So, but just off the top of my head, that's the few that stand out. Oh, I'm sorry, every darn uh, specialist, they're doing a phenomenal job. The kickers, the punters, they're unbelievable. I think we have some of the best in the nation. Hey Coach, you mentioned Xavier. I mean, what about you Sam Count? And also some of the other wideouts. Obviously, Jimmy coming back, Mario coming in. What's the excitement yeah. about that? Uh, all those guys, it's a versatile, and they can score from anywhere on the field. And that presents a tremendous threat to defensive backs. Uh, they can take a, a quick hitch and, and go. Xavier can go. Um, all those guys, especially the first group, along with a couple others on the second group, Chick, he can go. I mean, coming from all over, and I'm one of my home boys from the hometown from Fort Myers, Florida, he can flat out play this game at a high level. So I can't wait to, uh, until you get an opportunity to see them work. Because they got definitely have a quarterback that can get it to them. We just got to protect them. Hi, Coach Adam, once you're talking 24-7 sports, you guys have put on full pads since the last time we talked to you. I'm curious what you've seen out of the trenches since then. Uh, let me start with the offense. Offense is, is doing a phenomenal job. I, I don't think they're uh, they're doing a phenomenal job pass blocking as well as run blocking. Um, what was in my mind, I would just say killers. You know, I hate using the word kill because of the media and you take it run with it. But they have some guys that can move you off a spot. And we have a plethora, and I say plethora of backs that can get the job done any style you want. You want power, you want finesse, you want out of the gate, which is Dylan. Um, you, you got so many guys that can get it done. I can't wait to see this run into tech as well. And the offensive line, they're doing their job. And they have a, they're going to get some tremendous front. I mean, Shane Coaster started off, comes to practice with his lunch bill every day. You got several guys that 
we can really rush the passer well, I feel. I think uh, we got a myriad of guys that can, from inside, from the outside, they can go get that quarterback and, and also stop the run and disable the run and dismantle the run um, as well. The, the offensive defense lines, they're doing their job and they're in condition, they're in shape. Defensively, I think we have more of uh, more depth than anything on the defensive front. Hey, Coach, Tyler yeah. came with the number reset over here. Um, we've seen you personally working with Cormani McLean at times during flag practice uh, during fall camp. Just curious what your take is on him so far, what you're seeing from him, and um, what you're expecting from him as you guys. He, he's coming slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. You just got to make that adjustment from college to high school emotionally, mentally, and psychologically, and he's going to be okay. But he, his condition, his, he's getting in shape. That's number one. And he's got to understand the, the different levels of this game, and you got to have your light switch on at all times, especially playing against the receivers that we have. You got to understand when he's out there on the twos or the threes, uh, he's playing against oftentimes the ones offensively because that's the way we practice twos versus ones or ones versus twos and threes on threes. So oftentimes he's playing against some of the better guys on opposing squads. Hey, Coach Brian, how what's going on? Got a little controversy, huh? <laughs> How's that feel? It's fine. Okay. I'm just, I'm, you know, you're in my shoes every now and then. I like y'all to be in my shoes every now and then. Like, see how y'all feel. <laughs> yeah. Know how I feel every day. Is it pleasant? What's that? Is it pleasant? I, not ideal. Okay. It's fine. I welcome it. Yeah, I'm fine with it. There you go. Um, we, we can see, obviously, that your family's very close. And yeah. I'm your sure family? Your family. Okay. And so I'm, I'm, I'm very curious what it uh, means to you to be able to share this experience with, with your kids. I know your sister's working here as well. Yeah. I don't know no other way. This is the way it's always been. You Jack guys are just getting an opportunity to see it. So I don't know no other way. Um, my, my family was in Jackson with me. Uh, my kids have always been with me. And my kids have been to school with me um, growing up. So I've always, I don't, I don't recall a game except for when I was in the hospital for four weeks that anyone else has ever coached your door. The only reason Charlotte had another coach because he went to South Carolina. So that's the way it's, it has always been. From youth league, as long as I can remember, uh, balls, these little soccer teams all the way up. I've been in their lives. I pride myself on being a real father. And, uh, you know, good son to my mother and as well as a good brother to, to my sister and, and her kids as well, Tadeja and TJ. Hi, Coach. How you doing? Happy belated birthday. Thank you so much. Um, you talked about last week that the wide receivers room was flying all around. Yeah. On the other side of the ball, the secondary, are they meeting your expectations right now? And overall, what are you seeing? They're going to get there. They're not there right now. They're going to get there. It's hard to meet my expectations as a cornerback. I have tremendous expectations. Um, someone has to join Travis. That's it. Someone has to join Travis. Coach, from Alex Schmier's My Life Sports, the final word. Uh, you know, you talk about all these dogs, all these players that are transferring to the United. Yeah. Talk about your coordinators, because you can't meet Excuse everyone me? all the time. Talk about your coordinators that are you know, running when you can't see everything all the time, Coach. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. You can. Yeah, I can. But uh, these guys are really good. I'm, shoot, I've been talking my deal since I got here, haven't I? I mean, these guys are really good. Um, they're really successful. They, they experience. But not only that, you got to understand, we got Pat Sherman, Dennis Thurman as well. 
So I think the best thing we've put together has been the staff. And these guys are really good from top to bottom. And also the GAs, they're doing a phenomenal job as well. So those, the coordinators, are, it, speaks, it speaks volume. Matter of fact, uh, I get to use your statistic, right? Uh, with Pat Sherman, Sherman joining the staff, uh, the collective experience of the 10 full-time assistant coaches and analysts amounts to 294 years of coaching. 93 seasons at the Power 5 level, six have college or pro head, uh, have been college pro head coaches with 30 years of experience amongst them. Four have coached in the NFL for a total of 55 seasons, 88 bowl games, 51 10 win seasons, 40 con conference championships, 29 playoff appearances, six national championships, 3,295 games coached and 1,860 wins. I think we got a little experience. Did a good job with the staff. The staff is really good. I'm proud of them. Hey, Coach Jake Schwanitz, DMVR. How are you doing? Uh, doing well, how are you? Um, with Shiloh, just having him back fully healthy this year, but off the field and just mentality-wise, yeah. what does he mean to this team and what does he bring to this team? Shiloh's a dog, man. Shiloh is a, a leader of men. Shiloh uh, is not shy in his words. He's practicing his butt off. He's trying to get everything you see out there. But he's doing his job. I think uh, Shiloh, uh, amongst a couple other DBs, right after they take their lunch in the meeting room, they're watching the film before the coaches even get a hold of it. So by the time the coaches get in, they've already made the adjustments and understand what they did wrong. And uh, they, they're just taking it serious. They know they only have a couple more years at this thing, a few more years, and, and they're really taking it serious. They want to be dominant. They don't just want to win. So I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them, not only as a coach, but as a father. I'm proud of them. Coach Sean Keeler of the Denver Post, good morning to you, sir. How you doing, sir? Good. Sean Payton's not a fan of the like TV cameras around and hard knocks type stuff. Yeah. You, you've made a pretty good brand that way. Uh, how, how do you kind of toe that line? Because there's no right answer there. And you guys are both good at what you do. And right. I can't see what he does doing what you do and maybe vice versa. If you ever just said, no, we can't shoot that, man. Let's not. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's some things that we don't want you guys to know about and hear about and see. Um, first and foremost, Sean Payton is a dear friend of mine. Um, he's one of the best coaches I think I've ever coached and, and walked the sidelines. He's going to do phenomenal things over there. I can't wait to see him. I haven't seen him. He's been here. I've been here. We, we haven't seen one another. But uh, he was a blessing to our even our high school team when we went down to play Mississippi. We stopped in New Orleans and he hosted us. And, and it was phenomenal. We actually practiced on the darn field, you know, with him there. And it was, it was uh, quite uh, rewarding. Um, it's, it's no right or wrong. It, it's, it depends on the personality of, of the coach. You know, I, I think Jimmy Johnson probably would welcome it, and Bill Belichick probably would. You know, so it's, it's no right or wrong. It, it goes with the personality. I'm always 14. I, I want the kids to get the exposure that they want to receive, and which ultimately helps them getting to the next level and reaching their goals and, and, and ambitions. So I'm, I'm all for it. That's, that's the only, uh, that's what these kids do, man. Every, every, you can't see them, uh, I don't know if you have kids, but you can't get the cell phone out of their hands. That's, that's really what it is. So I want to accompany that dream by helping the kids reach their goals. So I'm all for it. But it, there's, there's a lot of things you don't see that we don't want you to see. Hey, Coach, uh, you Jack Carlo, yeah, how are you? Say that again. Jack Carlo. Yeah, that's what point. you said. Uh, just curious, obviously the roster is totally different this yes. spring, but which position groups would you say have taken kind of the biggest leap from spring ball to now? 
every, 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 every position group has taken leaps and bounds. Uh, the kicker is probably the remain to be the same. We may have one or two additions, long samples or whatever, um, backup punters or whatever, but that's pretty consistent. But every position has really been enhanced. I feel like we've gotten better tremendously all over the board. Hey, Coach, uh, Packer Associate Press. Sorry, over here. Okay. How you doing? How you doing, sir? Oh, obviously you had major roster turnover from spring game until now. I guess, mm -hmm. was it harder implementing what you wanted to implement back in December and January? Was it harder to get the team up to speed yeah. right now? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was tremendously tough. Uh, because you, you you had some young men that just didn't want to play the game. They didn't love football. Um, it's, it's hard for me to be effective if you don't love it, if you don't like it, if you don't want to live it. Uh, that That's tough. That's tremendously tough. When you're looking at a, a body of, of just dead eyes, that's, that's tough on any coach, not just me. I'm pretty sure a multitude of coaches have experienced that until they can clean house and, and get the roster that they want. And it was tremendously challenging day by day. I'm happy with what I see every morning now. I really am. Kyle Walker with ESPN. Could you kind of describe what your ideal culture would be and where you I don't know what that word means. Everybody always say that word, but that has no uh, finite definition. What does that definition of culture mean? Yeah, just kind of the environment that you create to get the most out of your players on a day-to-day uh, day I think we're doing a pretty good job of that. So I guess where are you at in terms of where you're at? It's not to me to define the culture. It's for you guys. That's what you guys do. I know what we are. I know who we are, why we are. No, I'm trying to learn from you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I'm not welcoming to the word culture. I, that's all I heard when I was at uh, Jackson. Culture, 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 culture. You know, now culture, culture. What in the heck does that mean? What so does that really are, mean? Are you saying there's like a negative connotation? With no, 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 not negative. I just don't know what it means. Yeah, I guess it's just creating an environment to, on, on a day in day out basis to become a good football team with what little things you have to do every day to kind of maximize Well, I think you got to have unity whatsoever. you got to have good players. You don't have good players and, and, and uh, they, they can't play the game. You don't have good coaches that can't coach the game. You're not, I don't know what kind of culture you're going to create. So uh, we're trying to create a winning atmosphere. I don't know about the word culture. We're trying to win. I think um, I the atmosphere is probably a good word for what I'm trying to ask. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to win, man. I don't care about culture. I don't care. I don't really care if they like each other, man. I want to win. I've been on some teams where a quarterback didn't like a receiver, but they darn sure made harmony when, when the ball snapped. And we're not like that. Trust me, these kids, uh, they're very fond of one another. You should see the cafeteria is not, I, I, I reiterate, it's not just a white table, black table, Hispanic or Asian table. I mean, all these kids are eating together and they're having a good time. So only you guys have the foolishness with getting along and, and coming in and, and when you get a new job, now you gotta go find out new friends and you reluctant to do that because you're setting your old darn ways. Kids are kids, man. I said the last time, you drop a kid off at a new school, he has a new friend in that day or so. Kids do that. So these kids have not, they don't, they don't care about that foolishness, man. They, they're fun of one another and they're working together handsomely. I know it's a huge overhaul, but it had to be done. Go ahead. Hey, Coach. How you doing? Jason Jones from Buffs Beat. How you doing? Uh, just curious, earlier this week, Coach Hart mentioned that he'll slide guys up and down the depth chart yeah. just to test their mental. Is that something that's program-wide, or is that position group? It's program-wide. 
It's program wide. I think a lot of teams do that. A lot of coaches do that. You, you want to see, and you don't want people to get too comfortable. You, you don't want that. You don't want anybody putting the kickstand down and sitting in the rocking chair just rocking steady. You, you want to always have a little fire lit up on you. So that's what Coach Hart is speaking of. Matter of fact, we've been coaching together for about 20 years, so I pretty much know him like a book. Yeah, youth football, if you guys doing it in your, your home brain. We've been coaching youth football together for a long time. Pat Rooney, Mulder Kelly Camera. Coach, obviously you're set with Shadur at quarterback, but behind, behind him, how has the competition? You can't say it like that. Obviously you're set with Shadur, but who do you want me to play? No, I mean, behind him. The kid is pretty good. You can't, you can't present the thing like that. Obviously, you're set. You know how that sounds? That didn't sound no, good. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. It, it, you you got you to gotta package that thing a little different. You know, it's like I'm playing favorites because he's my son. You know, I'm the same guy who benched my son in the championship game for being five minutes late in Shiloh. So it's not like we're set with you. Know, I think he's earned the right to be the guy behind the center. Fair enough. That's why I'm set with him. Fair enough. Yeah. The question, though, is yeah. about the guys behind him. Yeah. They wanted to ask about that. Kind of, has anyone kind of emerged as that number two guy yet? Or something? Uh, I don't know if they've emerged. I mean, some are, they're doing well, but we're still unsatisfied. It's, it's tough to satisfy us. That's called that. I host that. So we, we don't want to miss a beat when, uh, if by God, God, please don't let it happen. But if something happens with you, do I, I, I don't think. He's, he's ever missed a game with me. So, um, I missed a game, but he had never missed a game and since he's been a, a shorty, since he's been seven years old. So, we, we gotta find that guy that we can trust. And we, he's in-house, we just gotta develop him. All right, two more go, man. Coach, can you take us through the game day operations a little bit as far as headsets, who you want up in the booth, who's calling the plays, <laughs> that type of stuff? That's a lot, man. I can't remember everybody. There's a lot of people. Maybe just the big ones. Maybe, maybe the key points. Uh, both coordinators be on the field. Uh, both analysts, although they can't make contact with the players, they'll be on the field. Um, and Coach Sherman and Coach DT. Um, <laughs> OB will be upstairs for sure. Uh, no, OB will be down, I'm sorry. OB will be downstairs. Gunner will be upstairs. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot of people. That's a lot of, I'm just sitting there thinking about offense and defense, offense and defense. But but both our coordinators, that's what you need to know, mostly. They'll be, they'll be on the field. I like them to feel the guys. I like them to touch the guys. I know Coach Flea will be down as well. Because uh, Brett, he'll be up on offense as well. Um, defensively, Sal will be, be up for sure. Coach Hart will be down. Coach Mathis will be up. Um, Coach Nick will be, be down. Um, that's probably the main staff of the defense and then the GAs will be where they need to be. We've already sorted that out. We'll probably work uh, not this weekend, next weekend, maybe on the game field to kind of get the headsets going so the guys get a feel for one another. But we already have that structure to know who's going to be where. Great question, though. Great football question. Hey, uh, Tony Casolo, Buffalo's Wire. How you doing today? How you doing, sir? Doing good. Um, Colorado's always put a really good tight ends in the past. How do you see that position shaking out this year between all the guys that you Well, we wanted to shake up a little bit. It's not shaking out right now. We wanted to shake up a little bit. All those guys are doing a serviceable job. I don't want serviceable. I want playmakers. 
So they're doing the best they can right now. We, we sustained a couple injuries. I don't, I don't know if you guys have heard about that. A couple of guys are um, one fell out for the season. But we, we have some guys that can do the job, and they're very serviceable, but I want to be better than that. Great question, though. All right, any other questions for Coach? One more over here. Where are my guys at with Neely? Where are you guys at? You guys are doing a heck of a job, man. Thanks, Coach. Keep the fire burning, but I watch you guys, so you know you guys are doing a heck of a job. Keep up the, keep up the good work. And uh, I suppose I have you guys come and watch practice with Neely one day, matter of fact, because he asked me, but I couldn't do it day one. Okay, so I got you. Appreciate you. I got you covered. Coach, Anybody else? Yep, Coach. Jimmy's your boss, 247 Sports. Earlier, 247, how are you doing? Well, all right, Coach. Uh, a few months ago, you were letter grading practices. Excuse me? A few months ago in the spring, y'all were letter grading practices. How would you letter grade camp so far? Camp is going good. I'm happy. I'm happy with our guys. We're not satisfied tremendously because that's who we are. Oh, hi, Shador. What's going on, buddy? What's going on, so, Yeah, nothing much. So uh, the guys are doing, they're doing really well. You know, I like conditioning. I like guys flying around, getting to the ball, because that's how I was taught back in the day by Mickey Andrews, Coach Bow. So uh, we're demanding that. I think the defense ran a little bit after practice today for like there are a couple plays here and there. But other than that, the guys are doing well. Uh, the receivers are really getting in sync with, with Shador because he demands a lot. He's a different guy when he steps on the grass, and he demands a heck of a lot. So they got to get on the same page as he's on. And other than that, I, I, we do, we're doing well. We've got to tighten up special teams for sure. Special teams go in and lose a game for you, and we don't take it for granted. I, I played on special teams. Um, our special team coach, uh, Trevor, um, played on special teams. So I made it to the NFL, so we take that tremendously serious. And we don't take that as a break. You guys get an opportunity to go to the bathroom. Special teams mean a lot to us. All right, thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Is your door next? Can you stay in and watch your door? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't he want to thank you? Why don't you ever want me to watch you, man? Nah. I'm going to watch you today. Nah, nah, I'm, I'm waiting right now. And if he says, most death, most death, y'all let me know. <laughs> I hate that. Most death, most death. You guys gonna be good this year? Most fair, most fair. Most fair, most fair. What's up with y'all? How y'all doing? All right. Questions for Shadur? Go ahead, Jake. Hey, Shadur. Jake Schwann, it's DMVR. Uh, a while back, you had Cortland Sutton uh, here working out with you. What was it like just kind of picking his brain and kind of getting you know, the wide receiver's perspective of uh, just how he sees the game in the field? It was great working with him. He's telling me exactly where the ball is going to be, where it needs to be each and every route, and just knowing, okay, cool in the league, this is, this isn't, this is a pick, this is behind him. If it's right here on the on the on the left shoulder, it's a pick. So it's like him giving me them small details uh, helps me each and every time I go there on the field. Yeah, hey, Stewart, background associate press over here. 
Yeah, you the only coach you really know is your dad. You've been a quarterback for him for a long time. I was wondering, how do you guys separate father from coach? And, and you guys set boundaries, and how's that been? He's been my coach my whole life, so it's normal. So I don't, I don't really know how to answer that question because it's like it's time for seriousness and it's time to play. So it's just it's just something that uh, we both know. It's hard to like just explain it to you. Like, is there a conversation over dinner? No, well, we don't live together though. So so we go to dinner sometimes. But when I'm when I leave the facility, it's it's my time, you know, just to chill. And just be able to just be on my own time because I'm with him all day every day. Sure, Kyle from Denver Post. Uh, Xavier Weaver, what? How has he kind of impressed so far? And just with the wide receiver room in general, who else are you looking to, you know, make plays and, and not put the whole load on Travis? Yeah, it's like you got four four wide. It's easy out there. You got people that can make plays in each position. So it's, it's real fun playing in the offense and uh, Travis out there with us sometimes, you know he's going back and forth for defense, but uh, hopefully tomorrow he's with us when we scrimmage. But when all those guys are on the field, it's real fun, it's real legend. Hey, what you doing in there, man? Hey, <laughs> 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 you just going to hey, just sneak up on you, man. <laughs> hey, Stuart, uh, over here. The, uh, TCU game now about three weeks away. How much thought do you put into that game? How much preparation have you started to put into preparing for, uh, for, C for TCU? Every time we step on the field, it's like go out there with a purpose and just make sure we can control the controllables, make sure um, everybody's mindset and everybody's mentally in the right place. We go on the field, that's all it is. Mentally, we already done the physical part this summer. So now it's just uh, the receiver seeing what I'm seeing, the line, me and, me and the center see through the same eyes, be able to ID the right mic, right point. So, each and every time we go on the field, whenever we watch film. Hey, Trevor, Tyler King with the Denver Gazette over here. Um, we've heard you say that you like to go at the, the defense and you, you like to talk trash to them all the time. But specifically with Cormani, uh, how important is it for him to kind of get him up to speed with the college game and, and just overall get him so he's mentally strong going into the season? Well, he, he's definitely mentally strong. You, you come here every day going against the guys we got. You got to be mentally strong each and every day. Because in practice, it's like you're either going to gain confidence or you're going to lose it. And on offense, we like gaining confidence a lot. So Cormani, he he's a freshman. So it's going to be up and downs throughout his journey right now. But being able to go against the players that he has in practice is, is real fun. And um, it's a real advantage to him. I should be out of Buster Tiger 24 7 Sports. Curious what you've seen through a week and a half out of the center position with Van Wells and Landon Beebe in there. Yeah. What have you seen out of that position? Yeah, nah. I like, I like those guys a lot. It's real fun just playing with them, having them just be able to see the same thing I see each and every play. So it's just real fun playing with those guys because they understand football and they got knowledge of it. When Coach Prime had his surgeries over the summer, how did you stay focused on football at that time? Because he had surgeries before, so he didn't really make it a big deal to us. I didn't really know. Working toward, working door, uh, over the summer, how did you stay focused on the work at hand? Because he didn't let us know. <laughs> yeah, he didn't, he didn't really tell us to like, a uh, foreman called me and told me that he had a surgery the next day, so uh, I just didn't know till the next day. 
Shador, Ryan Howell is one of the camera. I know you're, you're used to having your family around, but it's not, there's not a lot of your teammates that have their, their siblings around all the time. What does that mean to you uh, to have you know, Bucky there, you got Shiloh, you got Shalmai's around? Uh, what does that mean to you to be sharing this whole thing with your family? Oh, it's real fun, but each and every player there, we're family also, especially on the offensive side of the ball because we spend the most time with each other. So those guys, those guys, we're around each other more than I'm around my own siblings, honestly. So uh, those guys understand that we all have like a connection in a way. So we're all just one family. All right, one more. Go ahead, man. Shador, Trevor called you a calculated risk taker the other day. Said it's hard to get a pick off you. You don't take a lot of shots, but when you do, you know when you take them. Would you describe maybe your competitive nature out there on the field and however you want to put it? I feel like it just comes from experience, comes from playing my freshman year uh, to my sophomore year and playing here. It's, we had Coach DT. I had to see him every day in practice my first two years. So going against him, it's already hard enough. And then you're trying to grow it in your own space and have everybody understand you. So when I'm here, it's – and then the advantage that I got with the receivers, with each guy being able to make a play and the center being able to, to think and be able to move. So. It's real. It's real fun, and in that offense, it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of electric things you can do, especially when you got playmakers. All right, thanks, Drew. Appreciate the time. Give Travis something. All right, questions for Travis. Hey, Travis. Uh, Nick Edwards, to Sports Reporter. We were just talking to Coach Prime. He said someone's got to join Travis on the secondary. From your perspective. Who could be that guy could potentially join you at the quarterback position? Um, as of now. As of right now, I mean, it's pretty much all the DBs. We just got to get on the same page. Just, just got to be able to grind and be able to have short-term memory loss. They let bad plays get in the head, so you got to have short-term memory loss. Do you think there's any specific aspects that they're missing that you have in your game that they don't, that you see? Uh, I'm just, I just got great ball IQ. That's pretty much it. I mean, it's you just got to play a lot of football to get that. Travis, uh, Jake Shapiro, Denver Sports. Just a simple question. What's your favorite part about living in Boulder so far? Uh, it's quiet, not a lot of noise, and just chill. Uh, Travis, what was the first time that you had contact with, with, uh, with Coach Sanders, and, and you know, what was his pitch to you that it made you want to be a part of the program at Jackson State and obviously follow him here as well? I mean, it really wasn't no pitch. I mean, I was actively stand out for himself, so just having to talk, just talking about family, just outside of football things, is just main key for me. And how would you describe Coach Fountain at Collins Hill, his impact on your life? I mean, that's one of the best coaches I've ever been coached by, mentor. He always was there for me whenever I needed him. Hey, Travis, Jake Shawnis, DMVR. A few weeks ago, you made that video with Destroy. Just curious, your thoughts on doing that? Who would be your next YouTube uh, dream collaboration? Uh, I don't got no dream collaboration. I just do that with Destroy because I've him since I was in high school. Hey, Travis, you're about halfway through camp now before you get into to game week prep. You have a unique perspective on both sides of the ball. How do you see the team coming together at this point? I mean, we got we still got a lot to learn, but we come together well. It's just a lot of things that we get thrown at us in fall camp and just training. So pretty much, we just gotta put our heads down and just go in there, willing to learn and willing to be better every day. Travis, you posted the Heisman loading caption on Instagram. 
that goal for you, what, what do you think it's going to take from you to reach that goal? Just being myself. That's it. Just going out there playing football, being the best player out there. As you start to get a little bit older, does your mentality change? What are you learning throughout this process and throughout the change? How do you, how do you see yourself approaching this season? Uh, I mean, I'm very healthy now. I mean, my mentality don't change. I'm going out there to do what I can do. Anything else for Travis? All right, appreciate the time. Thank you so much. How's everybody doing today? You got questions for Shiloh? Uh, Shiloh, your dad said that uh, college coaching was kind of a late life detour for him, kind of unexpected. What did you think when you realized that was going to become a reality, and why did you want to be a part of this program? Well, for us, it's been a reality, you know, our whole lives. Me and Shador have always played on the same team. I used to play quarterback. He used to play like running back and stuff like that, but. He's been our coach for a long time, ever since we started football. So for us, it's just nothing really that special. Like, we've, we've been winning since we were younger. He's always been able to recruit. He's always been able to get good players and uh, just be a good leader for us and bring the winning culture to whatever team we've been on since we was five and six years old, you know? Michelle, Ryan Howell, Football and Daily Camera. Uh, you've had you know, quite the journey through college so far in South Carolina, Jackson State, now here. Uh, what's the process been like for you transitioning to Colorado? I feel like everything I've been through, like coming from South Carolina, moving to safety, that was really my time to learn defense and concepts. And uh, I think the coaching staff there who taught me, you know, the basics of playing safety. I took that to Jackson State, you know, got my swag down there. And here I'm going to just put everything together. Hey, shout out to Jake Schwann and DMVR. What's it like playing for Coach Kelly? Man, Coach Kelly is just like the perfect guy to play for. He's coached guys that have achieved my goals year after year. So playing for a guy like that, having him in the room coaching me, he knows how to do everything the right way. He knows what it takes to go first round, second round, early to be the best at your position. So, I mean, I couldn't ask for a better coach than Coach Kelly. Hey, Shiloh Ryan Coney from DMVR. Um, I'm curious what it means to you to be a dog and if that's something you pride yourself on. Most definitely. You know, I like leading by example. I'm not really a guy that tries to try to be someone that's not me. When we get on the field and put them pads on, then it's a, it's a whole different shallow. You know, off the field, I just be cool, just chilling. But on the field, it's, it's different. And uh, the guys on the team like that, we all, I feel like this group of guys we got now, like, we got some real dogs. And when we gel together, like we starting to gel to, together right now, is is definitely something special. And we bring an intensity that I don't think I don't think has been seen before here. So we really just gonna tee up in our words, just gonna tee up. Who are the who are the real dogs you're talking about? And it's so many. It's just the culture we got. It starts with Coach Prime, you know, and then we just got good coaches that um, teach us where to channel that energy, you know. So I feel like. We, we got a lot of them, for sure. Hi, Shadow. Nikki Edwards, CU Sports Report. Your brothers had the opportunity to work with um, the NFL guys. I'm curious, have you had that same opportunity? And if so, who have you worked with? You got to look at my coaches. I got Coach Dennis Thurman. You know, he coached Coach Prime back in the day. 
And, you know, he's been a mentor to a lot of guys in, uh, in the NFL, even my own dad. He coached Ed Reed. So just having a guy like that just in the building, you know, is a blessing. You know, we have uh, Coach Prime, of course, and, uh, you know, one of the greatest DBs. Coach Kelly that knows exactly what you need to do to go achieve whatever goal you want on defense. So, I mean, that's what I like. I don't have to work with, you know, it's cool, like having access to a lot of players in the league that's already doing what you want to do. But if you want to do things the right, the right way, you just have to listen to your coaches here because we got all that in-house. Hi, Shiloh. Adam Bush Tiger, 24-7 Sports. We've seen you play closer to the line of scrimmage here in preseason. Is that where you're most comfortable? Where, where do your strengths really shine through the best? So right now we play right and left. So we both can, um, we both can um, know the schemes like evenly. So we haven't started playing free or strong, but I'm, I like being a rangy guy. I like running that alley, you know, laying that wood, you know what I'm saying? So that's really my game. I could buzz down, play the box too, but I like, I like getting that ball and, and being rangy too. But I wanna, be, I wanna be a guy that does it all. I wanna be a good blister, you know? I wanna just contribute everything to this team this year. Uh, we talked to Coach Kelly in Vegas, and he said that he's coaching you like a draftable NFL safety. Do you feel that difference, and what kind of situations is he putting you in? Like, well, Coach Kelly, he's like, he's young. He's, he's only about 55, but he's like the, the godfather of defense. Like, whatever he says, if you just do what he says, he's going to put you in the right position. The defense is going to do the work for you. You just have to do your job. You're gonna, you're gonna get in uh, situations to where, if you just do your job, the calls that he makes as a coordinator is gonna put you in the right positions. So that's really what I just focus on the most. Shiloh, Sean Heeler, the Denver Post. Good morning. And, and two quickies. First night, are you still the favorite kid screensaver on Dad's phone? You know he changes it. <laughs> but whatever it is on his phone, I'm still the number one son. You know, sometimes sometimes he has me on there, sometimes he has Shador on there. I've yet to see one of my sisters on there, though. So is there a criteria for that? That wasn't my follow, but I was curious. Uh, I don't know. It's like whoever, he has different moves. So sometimes whoever makes him the happiest that week is his screensaver. But usually it's me, I think. But there's two different ones. There's a front screensaver and there's one when you unlock the phone. Okay. So sometimes I get to catch, you know, who's on there and then I tell the whole family, you know. But it's been me. It's been me for, so, for a while now. That's, that's saying a lot with what we get to know Shadur. Speaking of your dad, this was my phone. You know, we get to see a lot of what you want us to see in your lives. It has been for you for a long time, I imagine. How is your dad, and how are you guys able to kind of delineate the brand and showbiz and the YouTube channels and all that with getting down to, we got TCU, we got football, and we got work to do, and he wouldn't have this job if we also weren't really good at Jackson doing what he does professionally. How, do you, how does your dad separate prime time from Coach Sanders, who's, who's here to win games? Well, number one thing he always tells us, it starts with uh, you got a ball, in his words. You got a ball first, all the deals, all the other stuff that just what comes with it. Like you could be chasing 
clout, trying to get deals and stuff. But you're going to make way more money doing your job and balling out this season, you know, with that contract. So for us, when we're locked in, we're locked in. Like, I don't really even post much whenever I'm in camp. Like, right now, like, my whole day is just focused on football. You know, I, I be having, I be posting stuff on YouTube sometimes. But recently, I don't got time. So we really just be locked in on football first. And uh, my older brother just captures whatever whatever we do. He has uh, some of our friends be out there uh, filming and stuff also to just capture. That's just so we could keep y'all updated on what we got going on. Because we got a lot of doubters. I don't know why. But uh, we, we, we not... We don't have an underdog mindset, you know. That's that's how we're coming. So, I'm not thinking uh, we need to we need to um, prove a lot. We just need to go out there and do what we do. All right, two more. Go ahead, Jack. Hey, Shiloh, uh, Jack Harlow with the Buffalo's Wire. Jack Harlow. <laughs> I tell you that. Not Harlow. I get that a lot though. Um, well, Cameron, someone, Craig, another Jackson State transfer who came with you. I'm um, just curious, what can we expect from him this year? What's your relationship like with him? Man, everybody's going to be making plays this season, especially with the stage we got. You know, everybody's going to be watching, and we all we all ready. My, my dad, Coach Prime, he, he's, he's saying, we coming, we here now. So we ready to go. Go ahead, Ted. Hey, Shiloh, uh, Pat Graham, Associated Press. I guess uh, when you arrived, it was after, you know, a lot turned over on the roster. I guess, does that make it easier for you to come in, or is it, is it harder as a leader, as just someone who came in with all the roster turned over? Well, uh, just coming in with a whole new roster, it's actually good. Because it's like really just, um, really a fair shot to be on the same level. You know, all you have to do is go in and learn what to do. Like say if you were on a team where um, they've already had guys you know, go crazy the year before, then it's like, it's gonna be a little bit harder to get in there and do your thing. But I've just been focusing on just getting in my playbook, meeting with all the GAs and making sure that I could be a leader of the defense on the field, making the calls the right way, getting guys lined up, you know, so we could run the defense, Coach Kelly says, in the right way. All right, thanks. Um, we're Sorry, Jake, we're good. Um, appreciate you. Welcome to the 70th annual Fall Sports Media Day. That's a day fighting thing. Uh, we're going to get started with Coach Jesse Mahoney, Maya Tehran, uh, Taylor Simpson, Courtney. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, so, volleyball just started their practices this week. And so, here we have junior setter Taylor Simpson and outside hitter senior Maya Tehran. Um, so, we got some veterans for you guys to answer some of your questions today. The team went abroad over the summer, and they're really excited for the upcoming season. So with that, I'll hand over to Jesse for opening statement. All right. Thank you. Uh, great to see everybody. Um, you know, like Courtney just said, we um, have just started preseason practice. Uh, two days ago, we're about four practices in. Um, yesterday was an off day. I actually had one of our players uh, complain that it was an off day yesterday, so we're still uh, excited to get out on the floor. Um, really excited about the upcoming season. Um, we have a nice mix of, of veteran leadership and, and players that got uh, quite a bit of time on the floor last year. And then a lot of uh, younger players that are, are searching for, for roles and we expect uh, to be able to, to count on them this season as well. Um, 
really lucky to have uh, been able to go to Europe uh, in June. Um, selfishly for me as a coach, we got eight extra practices and, and five competitions. Um, and then also got an opportunity to really uh, get to know each other and get to know this new team. Um, so excited about that. Our preseason schedule is, um, is a little bit sneaky scary with, with a lot of good teams. Um, you know, Mount West champion UNLV. Um, we have a conference champion in Campbell, conference champion in Northern Colorado. We have Kansas. Um, I think we have five or six teams that won 20 games last year, so it'll be a good test. And then, obviously, uh, the Pac-12 is uh, a great conference, and we'll be tested there as well. So, um, had a great season last year. Excited to build on it this year. Okay, we'll open up for questions. We do have the mic, so raise your hand. Bring the mic around. For my. What can uh, that European trip do from a team bonding standpoint? Um, I would say it was really helpful just getting to know our new people. We lost um, a big chunk last year of seniors, but we also had a big chunk come in with our six freshmen in a transfer. So I think just getting the opportunity to practice with each other, but also get to know each other a little bit before our actual season starts was really helpful. Hi, Coach. Uh, Nikki Edwards, CU Sports Report. When Rick George came to you and said that Colorado's moving in Big 12, what was your reaction to that, and how does that pose any advantages to you and your job? Yeah, I mean, uh, <clears throat> I think part of me is sad because we really enjoyed our time in the Pac-12, um, and then part of me is really excited because um, the Big 12 is a, is a great conference and it's going to be uh, something new and, and interesting for us as well. Uh, the Big 12 was the number one RPI conference last year and had the national champion come out of it, so it's going to be, it's not like it's a step down in any way, it's, it's going to be great volleyball um, and great competition. Um, and then, you know, I think we have traditionally uh, recruited west of us, and I, I think we can continue to do that. This will give us an opportunity, I think, to, to reach into Texas and, and kind of the Midwest um, a little bit more, and um, so looking forward to that as well. Hi, Coach Adam Mr. Tiger, 24-7 Sports. I know you're just getting started with preseason practices, but based on your trip overseas, have you seen certain players really kind of step their game up from last season? If so, who's kind of uh, stepped their game up? So the two players next to me, I think, uh, have have done a great job. I mean, they, you know, they were a big part of what we did last season. I expect them to be a big part of this season as well. Um, you know, we have a transfer, Sky Howard, uh, who uh, is the most athletic player on our team. Um, I think she's going to open some eyes for sure. Uh, Alexia Cool, who's uh, coming off of, she just got back last night from uh, her trip to China playing with uh, Germany's under 23 team. Um, you know, we have a couple uh, couple freshmen that, that are going to, uh, I think, open some eyes as well. So um, you're asking for specific players. We have a, we have a, a large group of players. Um, that are going to compete, and um, I'm really excited about the athleticism of this group and, and looking forward to see who steps up for us. Hey, Coach uh, Jack Carlo, Buffalo's Wire. Um, I was wondering if you talk a little bit more about that incoming freshman class and just who in particular has kind of stood out to you so far. You know, it, it's tough to single anyone out. I think, you know, we had two, two freshmen come in the spring, um, so Avery Bowles and, uh, and Sydney came early. Uh, that was really good for them. Uh, they've really grown a lot in that time. Uh, we have uh, Kayla, who's 
Caitlin and Lily, two freshmen coming from, um, coming from Southern California, both really super physical kids. Um, Anna Barilovic, who's currently playing in uh, the World Championships for Croatia and the U19, she's leading her team in scoring there, uh, has a huge arm. So um, I know everyone's asking me for specific who's going to do what. I'm excited to see what they all can do. Um, it's, a, it's one of the best classes we've ever had. Coach Mahoney, Alex Rings, My Life Sports Radio, going into your eighth season, going overseas this past uh, summer. How is that right? Your team may be closer, your weakness, and how do you see this, uh, you know, building for the season? Yeah. So this is the second foreign tour uh, we've done here at CU. The first one we did in 2019, we went to Beijing. Uh, we had, it was similar to this year, we had nine new players. Um, and that, I think, trip really solidified that group and, um, you know, that's as close a group as I've had. Um, and then, you know, now in going into 23, we've got nine new players, I believe. Um, and I'm hoping it'll do kind of the same thing, right? Um, you know, the volleyball was great. Uh, the competition was great. The extra practices were great. Um, but the time, time outside of that, the time in the bus, the time getting to know each other, um, that's, I, I would argue, is even more important. Um, because I think we're a really cohesive uh, team coming into, into fall camp. Pat Rooney, Boulder Daily Camera. Um, for the players, you're both from California, and I'm wondering how much did an opportunity to still play games close to home factor in your decisions to, to coming here? And given the realignment, if you're coming out of high school now, would your thought process you know, perhaps be different at all? Um, I would say as someone who grew up in Southern California, the Pac-12 was all that I knew growing up. I didn't really even think that there were other conferences, so that was always the goal for me. I think now, going to be a junior, and then once we enter the Big 12, I'll be a senior, I'm honestly really excited to finally see some new places. We've been to these places on the West Coast a few times. I think from a recruiting perspective, and we've talked about it with Jesse, in our preseason, they're still going to try and play on the West Coast as much as possible since a good chunk of our team is from there. But I think a lot of us are actually super excited to see different parts of the nation. Yeah, I'd second all of that. Um, I think growing up, like Taylor said, Pac-12 was the conference that I wanted to play in. Um, I think that playing close to home was really cool because you get to have your family come out to the games, especially with Stanford is super close to my home. Um, but I don't necessarily think that changing a conference now, if I were a freshman or a senior in high school right now, that I would change my decision. I still think Colorado is an amazing school and I would just love the opportunity just to play wherever I can. Uh, for Taylor and Maya, just uh, with that trip to Europe, what were your favorite moments? And uh, just tell me about the trip. I would say my favorite moments, we got a lot of free time in each country that we were in. So just kind of like exploring new places, new cities with people who are my best friends. It was a super cool experience to also just be with our freshmen. Um, we also got to see Anna. She's from Croatia. So when we were in Croatia, she came down, she had us. We got to see her. I thought that was super cool because I know a lot of people on the team haven't met her before. So that was honestly a super cool moment for me. I think it was really special for her too. Yeah, I would say um, the biggest thing was just traveling together. I think it was a very different schedule than what we're used to here and not necessarily as strict with time since we got a lot of free time on our own. Um, but like Jesse said, like our bus rides were a lot of fun. So we just had a lot of time together and a lot of time to chat and get to know each other. So I think that was the best part.
Associated Press, sorry, over here. And Taylor, I guess it's more for you, maybe. Oh, sorry, one more question about the movie, the Big 12. But uh, you guys have been very regimented, you know, you have pods where you play teams, you know, within a couple of days, and you're not really sure what the schedule is going to look like, but you've had like a routine on how you study, how you practice, how you do everything. Is there some stress over maybe as a student athlete how you're going to manage that? Is there some, I mean, I mean, mental health is a big deal right now. How do you handle that just from a mental health standpoint? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a sense of uncertainty. We definitely don't know what days we will be playing, when we will be traveling, how much school we will be missing. But I think most of us here are pretty confident in the skills that we've developed um, with time management. And we also just have so much support from an academic side of things and from a mental health side of things. So if I ever did need extra help, I know that I could get it. And I think that is kind of a comfort blanket for me with this big change. So I'm not too worried. Um, we'll definitely see when we get there. Coach Eric Christensen from CBS in Denver. Um, there's a narrative out there that this conference realignment, sports like volleyball are really carrying the burden of it because football travels once a week and it's not quite as taxing on the football team as is some of the other sports. Have you done an analysis of traveling in the Big 12 and how that compares to the Pac-12? Is it more time for you guys? Is it less time because the Big 12 is kind of condensed? Just wondering if you've done any kind of thinking along those lines of analysis. Yeah, as an aside, I'm shocked that they didn't say gelato was the most important part of their European experience. Um, analysis would be a, a strong word, I think. I've, I've taken a look at, at what it looks like. Um, you know, the schedule that they're on now is mostly a Friday-Saturday, which is a little bit different than what we're used to playing, you know, a, a Friday-Sunday. Um, and then there's uh, quite a bit of chartering that's happening in the Big 12 right now that um, you know, we, we charter one trip in the Pac-12, um, and so uh, <clears throat> the chartering in the Big 12 is born of their previous schedule pre-COVID where they played a lot of Wednesday, Friday, Wednesday, Saturday type of thing. So I'm not sure what the schedule is going to be. I'm not sure what teams are going to be in the Big 12. Right now we have 15 volleyball playing teams. I've never played in a conference with 15 before. I'm not sure how that's going to be scheduled. Um, so whatever analysis I did right now would change, I think, uh, by the time we got there. Um, but, you know, like Taylor alluded to, uh, you know, we're going to make sure that, um, you know, the interests of our student-athletes are taken care of and, you know, they're students first and um, they have a lot of support and we're not going to put them in a situation that's not going to be healthy for them, um, even though we're, we're also going to do, do what we can to be successful. Ryan Howell from Willow Daily Cameras. It's for the players. In regards to this season, um, both of you are veteran players coming back. How much fun is it to you know, bring in a bunch of new players? You know, a bunch of players with the red shirt last year that now you to play. How much fun is it just seeing a new team develop? I think it's super cool. Um, when I was a freshman, I came in and I looked up to all the girls on the team. Didn't matter how old they were. And so I feel like I'm now in that position. I am able to teach people. People come to me with questions. And that's just a super cool kind of full circle moment for me. Um, I get super excited when, you know, we had two girls who were injured last year, Kendall Miller and Emma. Um, just seeing them back on the court, it makes me really happy. Those are two of my best friends. Um, so just seeing the joy that they get to play again is awesome. Yeah, I would say emphasizing, like she said, the full circle moment. Um, I same experience coming in. We have a very cohesive team, and we all know that we can go to each other if we don't necessarily have a question for the coaches. And I think just 
being an upperclassman and being able to answer those questions, it helps me feel more like a coach because um, I'm able to help them out whenever I can and I want to help them out whenever I can. So I know that sometimes coming in, like going up to the coaches and asking them a question can be a little bit intimidating. So I'm glad that we can be that person for them. Tyler King with the Denver Gazette. Jesse, you guys obviously made it back to the NCAA tournament last season. You guys have been improving win totals the last couple of seasons. What's the next step for you guys is just getting back to Sweet 16? Um, and what do you think the next step overall is for the program? Yeah, I mean, we want to build every year, obviously. Um, you know, we felt like the last couple of years we've had a lot of talent. We've had uh, some, some things out of our control kind of derail us uh, last season. Um, Again, felt like we had a lot of talent and made the NCAA tournament, um, <clears throat> which was gratifying. Also felt like uh, we left a little bit on the table there as well. Um, and so for me and for you know for us, I think that's kind of the starting point um, and an expectation for this program. Um, and then you know the next step for us is, is you know getting a, getting a seed. So we're playing at home on the first weekend, right? Um, you know, getting to the round of 16, uh, looking to move beyond that. So, um, you know, goals and expectations, we expect to win every match we play. And um, we play in a, a conference that that's going to be hard to do, but we're going to have to, you know, we're going to take the opportunity to get better every, every, every night we go out. And um, I expect us to be a really good team this season and a fantastic team by the end of the season. Um, kind of going off that same question for the players, just what was that experience like for you playing the NCAA tournament and what did that do for your confidence kind of in the offseason? Yeah, I would say playing in the NCAA tournament is something every little girl who plays volleyball dreams about. You know, you watch it on TV growing up, um, so just getting that little patch on my jersey said NCAA, that was just kind of a surreal moment for me. Um, even though it didn't necessarily end the way we wanted it to, it's a super special moment for me and my teammates. and a great way to send our seniors off by making the tournament. Um, they had done so much for this program, so that was something that was super special. Yeah, like Taylor said, um, although it didn't end as we wanted it to, it was just a great experience to get to do that as a team. And I also think it's very different, obviously, than playing our normal schedule. And even preseason, you kind of know what to expect out of it. But during the NCAA tournament, it was just a completely different environment, feeling. And I think traveling to Baylor was also super cool because that wasn't a place that we would normally go to, playing teams that we normally wouldn't play. So I think just the overall experience of it all, and I mean, getting to do that at least once, hopefully a second time in our career, um, would be an amazing thing. Coach Matt Smith, 104 fan. Out of curiosity, you hear about name image likeness a lot as it relates to football. Have you encountered that much on the recruiting trail or you know, with what you're dealing and what is that like for the non-football you know, sports? Uh, yeah, the short answer is, um, you know, our, our players engage with name, image, and likeness uh, right now. I think it's uh, it's growing every every season. Um, you know, you mentioned recruiting. You know, the June fifteenth is a big recruiting day for us. That's when we can communicate with with rising juniors. And um, a year ago, it wasn't something anyone asked about. This year, it's something that everyone asks about, right? And um, there's. Uh, there are certain programs that are um, moving forward and maybe a little bit faster than others, but I think we're all kind of heading in that direction. We're not where football is or, or men's basketball possibly, but um, it's growing every year. Any other questions for our volleyball contingent? All right, thank you guys so much. Good luck. Uh,
for practice, right? We're running yep. practice. Go bus. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. Jeff Rose. Okay, guys, uh, moving right on into soccer, we have uh, head coach Danny Sanchez entering his 12th season. And then we have uh, graduate student Jay Babcock-Chi and fifth-year senior Maya Gonzalez. Uh, the team opens the season next Thursday, August 17th against Northern Colorado. The uh, first game at newly renovated Principal Field under the lights. Um, so with that, we'll send it to Coach Sanchez for an opening statement. Well, um, like every coach in the country says, we're excited, but we are. Um, we play in less than a week. Uh, we always kick off the fall season at CU, and as Rick George says, we want to get off to a, a fast start, and that's our goal next Thursday. Um, like Seth um, alluded to, you know, we have, uh, for those of you that get out to Prentup, if you don't know where that is, it's on East Campus, just down, just down Folsom. Um, you know, new, a new pitch. Um, we already had beautiful grass, but now even more beautiful um, lights, which obviously has been something that we've been that we've really wanted, and everybody stepped up for it and got that made that happen for us this year. Uh, bench areas, um, so we'll have some ad boards um, and some other uh, concession areas and bathrooms, and just really upgrading as they also upgrade pots next door for the 2024 uh, track championships out there. So. Um, we're ready to get going. We're a week and a little over a week and a half into preseason. We don't have a lot of time. We're the same as everybody else. Uh, but uh, I think we're close to ready to go. We'll play a black and gold scrimmage tomorrow, kind of a um, preview of, of the team. And we'll bring out some uh, some other practice players to get the numbers up. We don't carry a huge roster. And uh, we'll see how they do tomorrow. And uh, we'll hurt some people's feelings when we roll out the starting lineup. And um, we'll, we'll heal those feelings next Monday as we build towards the game on Thursday. Any questions for anyone? Have many people over the camera. For the players, Danny just talked about, obviously, the renovations. How excited is the team to play under the lights, especially the first game and you know several big games after that to play under the lights? Um, I think it's really exciting. Um, we've been talk talking about getting lights on our field for a very long time, and it's a little Disappointing when we have afternoon games and a lot of fans can't make it, but now that we have our lights, we have our stands, we have um, our benches, I think it's going to be a new and better experience for our team going forward this season. Um, sorry, I have the same remarks. I think since my official visit, they've been talking about putting lights up. And it's really exciting that for my last year, we get to have the lights. And it's always really fun going to other schools, like. Washington, for example, and playing night games at their school. So I'm really glad that we get to experience that as well. Coach Sanchez, Alex Ramirez, Molly Sports Radio, the final word. How important is it to recruit here in Colorado? You have eight players here from the St. Louis State. Talk about that in your backyard, Mike. Right? Getting right? First and foremost is you start, you start in Boulder and you work your way out. And really, that's how we look at it. Um, there's a lot of talent in this state. Um, Unfortunately, everybody in the country knows there's a lot of talent in the state. You don't have to look any further than the U.S. Women's National Team to see the, the talent the state produces. Um, so we start there and we work our way out. Um, you know, sometimes they uh, recruits look at the grass as a little green or other places. They want to get away from home, but you don't have to look any further than the last 11 years of rosters to see they come back home. Um, so we, we work hard, we push, we try to get the best players on the front end to get them to visit and show them everything NCU has to offer. And um, sometimes we get them, sometimes we don't, but we never burn the bridge. And 
we always welcome back with open arms. And uh, um, but there's a lot of talent. We have a lot of Colorado players on the t of the team this year, which I think is probably um, probably where we want to be as far as that. Um, when they're from Colorado and they wear Colorado and the parents create the game, I think sometimes maybe there's a little more invested in it because usually they have a family member or someone that went to see you and so forth. So uh, we're excited about the players we have on the team from from Colorado and, and hopefully they can produce. Like I tell recruits all the time, if you look at the um, Mount Rushmore of, of CU soccer players over the history, if you take Taylor Korniak out of it, who's from Nevada, I mean, Nikki Marshall, Amy Barzik, Fran Munley, Laura Munley, so forth and so on. Those are all Colorado products. Eric uh, this week in Colorado Streams every week. You guys can catch that. Um, we're trying to we're trying to build our membership up. We got about thirteen followers, so if we can build it up a little bit, that'd be great. Ten members of friends and family. Exactly. Uh, let me get back off the talking about Kent State. Uh, Ava Priest, we talked to her yesterday. Uh, Seventeen years old, graduated early, wanted to start her soccer career. Um, she had talked about her influences being some of the younger players that you're seeing that played in the World Cup. Fifteen, sixteen, seventeen-year-olds. Um, Taylor Cornyak playing with a sixteen-year-old, I believe, at San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that influence and you're seeing a lot of younger players in the pros and skipping column all together. Yeah, maybe the everyone doesn't know. I mean, the, the world game on the women's side is blowing up and uh, the NWSL signed numerous teenagers to professional contracts. Um, so we're starting to kind of go in the line a little bit, you know, uh, of players. They don't have to worry about the football or men's basketball where you have to go to college. So it's it's kind of like a world game. The world game, everybody signs professionally when they're 15 or 16 years old and see what happens. So we're seeing a lot more of that. Um, we're seeing a lot more of players leaving college early to go pro because of the opportunities. Um, so Ava was a player that um, is a fantastic student from Boulder High School. And, uh, you know, she, she was going to graduate early, go over to Europe and, and train over there and kind of see what happens. And uh, we watched her play this summer. She was actually playing with one of our seniors, Lawson Willis, on a, a summer league team. And, uh, you know, kind of said, listen, if you're going to go to somewhere in Spain to train, you might as well come to down the road for better facilities, uh, a better training level. And uh, maybe the coaches are better. I don't know. I haven't met them over there. But a better environment, I think, to, to develop for her long-term goal. So we're excited that she came in. Yeah, she'll be the youngest player in the history of CU soccer. She turned 17 in, in July. Uh, but she carries herself very well. I think the players would agree. Um, she's killed it on the fitness test, and uh, she's melded right into the group. So we're excited to have her join us so late in the game. Again, for the players, um, you're, you're both from California, and I'm wondering, when you were making your decision, how much did playing in the Pac-12, how much of an influence was that, maybe getting to play some games back home every year? And uh, with the realignment, if you were kind of coming out of high school now, would your thought process be different? Um, I only looked at Pac-12 schools, honestly. Like, for soccer, I think that the Pac-12 is one of the best conferences you could be in, and I was, really adamant that I wanted to play in the Pac-12, and I'm really glad that I got to. And I only looked at a, other, a few other schools outside of the Pac-12, but I think it'll definitely be different um, now with all the readjustment of conferences. But from my personal experience, like I was really looking forward to playing in the Pac-12, and I'm still really excited that I'm part of the Pac-12 right now. Yeah, I think um, for me, um, my background, I mean, going to college, 
for one thing, was just a big deal and was the main goal for me. And being able to do that through soccer was um, a big deal. So I originally didn't plan to leave California and go out of state, but once I took my visit here at CU, I, like, I loved it and it was no hesitation about it. And I think um, being able to compete in the Pac-12 was just another bonus, another benefit to my experience playing college soccer. Pat Graham, Associate Press. Sorry, sorry. Sure. Danny, question for you. Um, I know it's a year away, the move, but everything's going to be turned upside down. You know, travel, how they have for studies. Everything. You're a creature of habit and routines. Have you given some thought about routines and how do you maybe handle the mental health aspect with your players and just making sure that they're okay with it and they get everything they need? Well, first things first is we're taken care of. Our student athletes are taken care of, so you're probably better than anyone in the country. Um, and I'm not going to go into all the support we have with PHP and, and everything else. So I think it's, it's off the charts there, uh, the amount of professionals we have available to them. Um, you know, I think as far as moving into the Big 12, everybody's talking about, you know, the travel, travel, travel. Well, I think these are first world problems. Um, we take a charter bus to DIA. Uh, we take almost always nonstop flights to the spa. We get picked up for a charter bus to take us to a nice Marriott where we get our dinner and then we play. Um, and, you know, we always joke when we're in the Big 12 before we're in the Midwest, when we're in the Pac-12, we're in the West, and now we're back in the Midwest and Boulder hasn't moved an inch, right? So if you really look at the travel, it's not drastically different. And I think that there'll be some excitement to go to different places and to, and to play in different venues against different competitions. So, um, you know, we're very cognizant of it. They, they you know, as, as uh, Amaya's finishing degree and as Jade is a legit rocket scientist as an aerospace engineer major, and she'll be happy to tell you all about that. Um, you know, we, we understand that when I play, I get to miss class to go. Now they stress about it. So we really cognizant of that. We work with our academic people so that um, we lessen the load during that time. But uh, it's the same as everywhere else. I coached University of Wyoming for four years. We had to take a two-hour bus ride just to get to the airport. So that's all relative, I think. Coach, Tyler King with the Denver Gazette. Um, you guys opened with a bunch of home games to start the year. I mean, how important is it just to utilize the, the home field advantage you guys have to get off to a to fast start here? Well, everyone wants to, wants to get off to a fast start, um, you know, and we have some really big games. Obviously, we have the games next week with UNC and Marquette, but it's about five minutes later. We have NC State, Michigan State, and Purdue, three in a row at home. Um, the home and away is with them, so we've, we've done our, our due diligence on the other end, except for NC State, we'll go there next year. Um, but yeah, we have to start fast. We have to take advantage of being at home. Uh, we have to get good RPI wins and playing these big conference power five uh, or whatever the power left, power four, three, two, whatever it is. Um, but playing these big schools that are going to have good RPIs, we have to get off to a good start. And the players understand that, but we, I'll make the argument UNC is more important than, than that one. You know, uh, It's a very good team in the big sky. We have a lot of respect for their coach Timberera and their program. Um, so that's our focus, but yeah, we have some good opportunities in non-conference to get results. The Pac-12 is brutal. And nothing's changing this year. The national champs coming out of our league and, and everybody else that goes with it. So we know we have to get off to a fast start. Coach, just curious, uh, the women's uh, U.S. team lost recently. They were going to go unprecedented back to back to back. Didn't happen. Did you guys get a chance to watch it during your, you know, the hotels, hanging out? And how, how'd that go? 
Well, unfortunately, when they advanced, when they're kicking off at 3 a.m., that was a bit of a tough sell. And we were in our, our preseason trip in Steamboat, so I don't know if they got up or didn't. Amaya, we got to practice, and somehow she had her earbuds in. She, had, she didn't know the score or the penalties, and nobody said anything to her. Maybe she doesn't have any friends on the team, so maybe she didn't want to talk to her. But, uh, um, yeah, obviously we watched. Obviously it's disappointing, but the world, the game's growing. It's not like we roll the ball out and we're more athletic and technical. Those days are gone, you know. The teams are as technical as us. They're as athletic as us. And they now have the resources. Not all the countries, but a lot of them do. They put in the resources into it. So it's a different... It's a different world now. If you look at the last couple of World Cups, it wasn't like we blew everybody out. There's PK wins in there. There's overtime wins and so forth. So I think it's a bit of an eye-opener. I'm excited to see where the team goes now that some of the old guard is kind of retiring and to let these young studs in and let them really have their opportunity. We're creatures of habit. We get into big game. We're going we're gonna to go on the players we rely on that we know what you have. That's just as a coach. But I think now it's a fresh start. But they have the Olympics next summer. That's another opportunity to win. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what direction they go, but uh, um, it's tough to win three in a row. And it, there's no shame in it. I mean, Sweden won again today. They beat Japan, so, and they're in the semis, so there's no shame in it. Danny Bryan now from Bullet yeah. the Camera. Jordan obviously had a great season with Oklahoma State last year. How does she look so far? And, and you know, a second to that, how important is it to solidify that spot? Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, Jordanitis, is, for those who don't know, she was at Oklahoma State last year. She's a local product that came back, unfortunately for us. Um, she's the Big 12 co-goalkeeper of the year, I believe, or freshman of the year. Not those accolades. Seth probably has them up on the website. But she had a really good freshman year there. Um, we didn't get a lot of her in the spring because she was coming off an injury, so she didn't train a lot. And then she got called in the U-20 women's national team camp, so she missed a couple weeks there. So she only played one game for us in the spring. Um, so I think this is kind of the first time that Jason's really been able to work with her this uh, preseason, and she's been great. Um, having said that, you know, Jamie Campbell is, uh, she's a top 50 national recruit, and we have we're high hopes for her as well. And Lindsey Smith, our only returning goalkeeper, you know, um, is, she, she played well when she had an opportunity last year and in the spring, and she's been great this preseason. So I think we're back to our goalkeeper U days. Um, we have to be good in goal, and uh, we have to be consistent in goal. And it starts with the people in front of them, but I think we have uh, players in-house that can really help us this year. For Amaya and Jay, uh, you guys are on you know, year five. Um, how does this year feel different than previous years, and you know, how, are, how are you excited? What's the excitement going into this season? Um, I think for me, the big difference, obviously, after COVID and all of that, um, there's been several changes through academics, soccer, how we're training, where we're training, what times. Um, but I think with this year, this team, we've adapted very well, and I'm very excited because we haven't had a team like this, I think, in a while since I've been here that has this team dynamic and is willing to work for each other and wants more for you know the ne your next teammate. So. I'm really excited about what we can do this season and winning games because um, we're just, we look, we look hungry, we look like we want to win and I'm very excited. Um, I would say it feels different just because obviously there's a lot of talk of the Big 12 move, but I'm focused on the Pac-12 and I'm focused on having a good season and I'm, I've never played with someone who's like 17 years old on my team, so that's going to be new too. But um, the team seems really fit this year and really excited to play and do well. Everyone is like on the same page, I think, and I think that's really going to help us this season.
Any other questions? All right, thank you. Next Thursday, let's get some people out there under the lights. It'll be special. I'll be crying tears of happiness. <laughs> Thanks, everyone.